Good to see everyone again. Uh, it's that time of year where uh, uh, we're getting ready to crank things up for spring practice. But before I get into uh, some of our personnel and, and just our format for spring, uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd be neglectful if I didn't say something about men's basketball over the course of the last week and a half. Uh, uh, the excitement that uh, Dave Richmond and his staff and his players brought to not only to, to NDSU but to Fargo. Uh, I know uh, my family, our eyes were, were plastered to the TV and uh, uh, it couldn't have been more exciting uh, seeing my boys get excited for the Bison, uh, getting, a, getting an NCAA win and then uh, competing with, with the likes of Duke in, in uh, the second game. So uh, congrats to them. And then uh, I also, uh, I know it's out there already, but uh, uh, I have to say something about Pat Simmers. Uh, Pat was, uh, uh, ever since I stepped on campus, uh, has had a smile on his face. And if you were to talk about the King Bison, uh, I think Pat would be that guy. Uh, his, his life has been centered around NDSU and NDSU athletics. I should say his family's life has been centered around it. So uh, when you see him, give him a pat on the back because uh, he does an unbelievable uh, amount of, of positive things for our athletic program and especially football. So uh, with that being said, uh, I'm going to get into a little bit about spring ball, but I will make a comment that, uh, boy, it's been kind of a, a busy three months here, uh, the last three or, or my three months of being a head football coach. You talk about a, a big semifinal win. Uh, you throw a national championship in there. Uh, along the way, there's, there's two different recruiting days that we're, we're trying to uh, make plans for. Uh, we have a couple of players, uh, Easton and Bruce, participating in uh, – the NFL Combine and Senior Bowl, and then you throw a trip to the White House. Uh, you know, a lot of people have asked me out there, you know, what's it like being a, a head coach? And and probably the, the the real answer or the truthful answer is I'm not really sure yet because what I've gone through is atypical of of a head coaching experience. Um, but but what an outstanding, what a, a number of great experiences, not only for our student athletes but for our athletic department. Uh, I, I, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up Coach Kramer and the, and the work and his staff has put in uh, this offseason. We backed uh, the date of our start date of spring ball back a full week this year. Uh, normally, we've already been started. Uh, I wanted to give our new staff an opportunity to meet with our current team and create some relationships. Uh, but twofold, because of our youthfulness and having over 45 players on our team that are entering either their third or second spring ball, an extra week in the weight room, uh, I don't think was going to hurt anybody. And uh, you look at some of our weights, uh, we're going through testing right now. Uh, it, it's unbelievable to see the, the strength gains that, that guys like Spencer Wagey have had. Uh, not only is that going to allow him to, to be a better football player, but the confidence that, that brings that young man uh, is, is, is big time and will allow him to be a big part of what we do going forward. Uh, you know, NDSU's always been a, a process, process excuse me, driven program. Uh, we, we go about our work. Uh, we have a plan for every day. We're going to continue to do that. We hope our plan allows our players to, you know, individual or improve individually. Uh, that's the number one thing that we're looking for out of the spring. Because of our youthfulness and our inexperience, that's where we need to put a lot of our thought process into. Uh, compete daily. Compete at every drill. Uh, teach some of these young kids how to practice and, and how to do it the Bison way. Um, if we can have personal improvement, we know each segment, each unit, and the team will ultimately reap the, the uh, the rewards of, of this improvement. So uh, we look forward to it. Like I said, uh, this is, this is uh, about 45 of our players. This is either their second or third spring ball that they've participated in. In, in. in my experience here at NDSU, that's about the time you need to start 
identifying or finding what your role on this football team is. Are you a starter? Are you a backup? Are you a situational player? But there's a role for everybody. And we had a, a meeting yesterday and talked about that in particular, about identifying, finding your role, and then you know, maximizing that role to, uh, to help the team win in the fall. Uh, you know, and then, of course, we got to stay hungry uh, within this program. We've done an unbelievable job of, of avoiding uh, feeling satisfactory about you know, all these national championships, trying to keep our kids hungry. And I think part of that, uh, we don't allow our kids to wear any national championship attire on campus. Uh, we we want to keep them hungry. Uh, we keep them always thinking about the next day's uh, practice or the future. Uh, the 2019 team hasn't done anything yet. Uh, we talked about that in a team meeting yesterday. Uh, for all the accolades the 2018 team accomplished and, and, and the previous years, this is going to be the first practice tomorrow of the 2019 squad. And uh, I'm super excited to get going. I know our staff is. Uh, we, we've, we've tried to meet as many times as we can just to make sure that, that we eliminate uh, any bumps along the way in practice and that every T is crossed, every I is dotted. Uh, but, but I'm looking forward to it. The things that we need to emphasize over the course of spring, number one, we have to create depth. We either need to find starters, we need to find backups, situational players. Are there position changes that may have already occurred that we need to flip and change again? Uh, where can we find people to fit in uh, that allow us the best opportunity to win on Saturdays. We know uh, we don't play the Bison uh, in the fall. We practice against the Bison, and so uh, it's a great contest. Uh, uh, you know, Tyler will do an outstanding job. Dave's going to do an outstanding job uh, of getting each side of the ball ready to go, and I know uh, Nick is chomping at the bit for special teams. Uh, we had an outstanding 2018 season in special teams, I think the best in the league, but that's the expectations around here is that we, we continue to dominate the league in special teams because those – snaps are so valuable and will allow us to win games. Um, other things that we'll emphasize throughout the course of spring, fundamentals uh, will, will be a huge, especially with, with some of the inexperience that we have, just getting our kids caught up in the X and O's part of the game. Uh, you know, we have a, a number of kids, a few of them that we pulled their red shirt from last year. Jasir Cox would be one. He needs to let the game slow down so he can help us more uh, on, on every down type of situations rather than just on special teams. Um, special teams I talked about. And then the last thing, we need to be able to adapt and adjust. Uh, with this young group, we need to throw a little bit of adversity at them. Uh, you know, a lot of them get content. They think it's easy to win because you're the bison. Uh, we need to prove it wrong. And, and that's part of the reason why we have these early mornings. We're going to get up, get going. We expect them to be ready to go. I should say expect, we require them to get up and ready to go uh, in the mornings. We'll start meetings at 5.40 a.m. Practice will be at 7.10, and we'll practice for 24 periods. Uh, most weeks, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and, and then the week of the clinic will go on Saturday afternoon uh, for the clinic. Uh, at this time, I'll talk a little bit about some position groups or some things that I think are critical uh, for people to keep their eyes on as, as we move forward uh, throughout the throughout the spring. Uh, I'll start with the offensive side of the football. You know, I'm excited about where Dylan Radins and, and, and Zach Johnson are. You talk about our, our two upperclassmen that return along the offensive line have both had outstanding springs. Uh, anytime you can start and, and you start looking at your starting five and you have two great bookend offensive tackles, I think it allows you some flexibility. Um, we do need, a, again, 
identify who's going to be the backups there. Uh, and I know Coach Blazek will do a great job. The one other position, probably the offensive center spot, uh, Carson Schoening, Joe Schreiber, Zach Willis, kind of a three-man race right now. Uh, I don't think we're anywhere near ready to make uh, any, any comments on who's a starter. Uh, I am excited about seeing where these three young men go. Uh, I think all of them are excellent football players. You know what's neat? I'm going to step back here from talking about players. Is the last couple of years we've had some really good recruiting classes on paper. Well, now's the time we find out if they're really that good. Uh, everyone always asks, Ross, you're the first one. All right, boy, what do you think of this class? Well, I can't tell you for a couple of years. Well, I'm going to have to start, you know, probably chiming in now and tell you what I think of some classes now. But I'm excited because. You know, we've thought for a number of years we were recruiting a different type of athlete here, and it's going to be fun to see these guys compete on a daily basis. Uh, one of the changes at the offensive line, uh, Quinn Allo uh, was moved to the offensive line from D-tackle. Uh, Quinn's done a great job this spring of buying into the change. Uh, I think his mentality, his physical nature will allow him to probably potentially be a factor in that room. Uh, just the other day, I was hustling off uh, after a uh, – uh, a, a morning workout where our coaches were present. We were leaving, and I saw Quinn snapping real quick out of the corner of my eyes. So the young man's already bought into what he's doing and trying to find a spot or a role for him to, to be successful this year. Uh, at the tight end position, uh, you know, Ben Ellison, what can you say? Uh, you know, continues to be uh, one of our best players in the weight room, on the football field, in the classroom. Uh, he's the epitome of what you're looking for in a student athlete. But you throw Josh Babich and, and, and Noah Gindorf in that mix, you're talking a big, long, physical room. Uh, you know, last year as defense coordinator, I seldom probably watched offensive snaps from the sideline. But the one snap I did last year, I saw Noah Gindorf block down on a five technique when we were running G solid. And I tell you what, that five technique went for about five yards and went for a ride. So I, I have that thought in my mind that uh, of Noah, of, excuse me, of, of Josh being so successful, you know, establishing the line of scrimmage and establishing the point of attack on the edge that I'm excited. And, and I know it'll be great work for our defensive ends as the, as the spring unfolds. Uh, Garrett Malstrom, you know, his nickname's Meat Stick. So every, every offense needs a fullback with that type of name. I think that says it all right there. Uh, he, he's the one guy pregame that I avoid giving high five to because I think he's going to rip my arm off every time he takes a swing. So, but uh, a great player and uh, will do a great job for us at fullback. Uh, Hunter Lukey's probably another young man I need to comment on. Hunter's a, an unbelievably athletic Fullback probably would, would remind you a little bit of Brock Robbins as far as his ability to catch the football, was a tailback in high school, uh, has probably better speed than what you would consider uh, just your average fullback out there. So, again, a young kid who was a freshman, did a great job on scout team a year ago or this last fall. Now we got to find out where he can fit in and help us. Uh, the running back room, I think there's still a ton of talent there. Ty Brooks, Adam Cofield, uh, Seth Wilson. Dimitri Williams, we need to remember, this was a young man that was good enough to start for us as a true freshman. Because of the four-game rule and the new redshirt rule, we were able to redshirt him in 2018. In my, he's a starter coming back. He has starting time. Uh, he, he, he played against teams, you know, and started his first game was at Montana in 2015. Feels like forever ago. But uh, to have him coming back. And the, and the young man that, that isn't listed there, Sabian Clark, a 6'1", 210-pound running back from, from Sioux City, Iowa. 
I, I saw this kid all year long. Uh, he was our scout team running back. I'm unbelievably excited about him. A big back who can bend his hips, can, can sink, can change direction. I think he provides us something different in the backfield. So really looking for him to have a, a big spring. And at the wide receiver spot, uh, again, extremely young. Christian and Phoenix both having uh, experience. Uh, we need those guys. What we need out of those two is leadership. We need them to show the young kids how to do it, uh, having gone through a season and, and being contributors for us, even more so in, in, in fall camp, I think will be critical for those guys. Uh, we're probably going to have a, a true freshman have to help us at the wide receiver position come fall. On the defensive side, uh, you know, still have a ton of depth at the defensive line. Uh, Spencer Wagey continues to get stronger and stronger. Uh, again, thanks to Coach Kramer and his staff. Uh, Spencer was a big-time player for us a year ago uh, and, and gave us some, some critical downs. Uh, Cole Karch, uh, you know, I know he's not listed as a returning starter, but we're talking about a young man that had seven and a half, eight sacks last year. Uh, I'll take as many non-starters that have eight sacks as you want to give me. Uh, that kid's pretty special, 270, 275 pounds. Uh, big three technique that is dynamic enough, as numbers show it, that he can rush the passer. And uh, looking for big things out of him. Uh, you know, Matt Beagler, Jack Darnell, Lane Tucker, uh, it's going to be one of those springs where those guys need to establish themselves. Uh, but I do feel like there's some plays to be made in there. Uh, Derek Tusco, what can you say? I, I think he's one of the best football players, defensive football players in FCS football. Uh, he's an unbelievable athlete. You talk about a young man that has a, uh, a, an attitude second to none. Every day, he's all about getting better. And, uh, you know, I walk by Coach Williams' office, and there's Derek every day, watching film, watching cut-ups, watching the 2018 season. A young man that understands that the 2019 season started a long time ago for us. Uh, Logan McCormick played for us as a true freshman in 2017, redshirted last year, uh, is going to be in the mix. Uh, all, all this young man knows is, is how to win football games. Kimberly High School, he won four state championships. Uh, he's been here for two years, and uh, I, I think you can count the number of losses in his career on one hand. Uh, I love his leadership. I love his, how he goes about his business. Uh, he's going to be a factor for us. Uh, you do see Jabril Cox was moved to Will Linebacker. My number one job helping out the defensive guys, is I'm going to make sure that Jabril is uncomfortable all spring. And for us to do that, we had to move his position. It, he got, it got too simple for him a year ago. Part of that was on my fault. Uh, so he needs to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And we're going to move him around as much as we can. He's a special athlete. He's a special football player. Uh, but he can continue to get better, and we're going to make sure he does. Uh, at other position spots, uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Mike linebacker position unfolds. Uh, Jackson Hankey did a nice job backing us up last year. I'll tell you this, both Bo Pauly and Jackson Hankey know our defense. They can get us lined up. They can get the checks out. They can communicate, and they have one of the best Mike linebackers, former Mike linebackers, as their position coach now. And so I, accept, I expect these guys to continue to develop uh, with, with Coach Olson's tutelage. And then Jackson Brown and Jasir Cox, two unbelievable special team players last year for us. Now it's their time. They need to start giving us some every snap uh, production. And they need to be out there on base downs rather than just on third down or on the special teams. Uh, in the back end, uh, Marquise Bridges, I really think he can be one of the top corners that we've ever had here. 
Uh, I think he can be the Jalen Allison, the C.J. Smith, the Marcus Williams type of performer. Uh, we need him to become more consistent. We continually talk about that. And his approach to the game needs to become more businesslike. Uh, but as he matures, you're starting to see that this offseason. Uh, James Hendricks, James can do it all. Uh, I wish we had 10 of them on the team. Uh, he, he can be quarterback. He's played will linebacker. He's played strong safety. He's played free safety. What I need out of James is unbelievable amount of leadership this, this spring. Uh, I, I think that'll come through with some of the youthfulness or the Michael Tutsies, the James Kayser, the Dawson Webers. They need James Hendricks to be that rock for them back there that can answer questions, can help them get lined up, uh, and, and can be an, another coach on the field when Dave Braun's on the sideline. And then lastly, you know, Josh Hayes has a couple starts in his career. I think the kid has a, an unbelievable amount of talent. I look forward to him continually to develop. A uh, young man that started for us in the national championship game in 2017 and I think has oodles of potential. Uh, a couple injuries that, uh, and some names that you probably did not see uh, on the two deep is uh, Aaron Mercadell. Uh, Aaron's coming off an ACL. He will participate in individual drills. Uh, we just did not put him on the depth chart at that time. I, I really hope Aaron, I hope personally and as a coach that Aaron's competing for a starting role come the fall. Uh, but again, trying to move Jabril to Will, get Aaron back. All we've done is create depth, and one of the emphasis that we wanted to do this spring. Dom Davis coming back from an ACL tear as well. He'll be going through all the individual drills. We'll keep him out of all the team-related drills. Again, trying to get reps at free safety. Uh, ben Hogarth uh, has an ACL tear coming back. Individual drills, same thing, uh, a, a backup running back. And then Cordell Volson, uh, offensive lineman, uh, will be back potentially late in spring, right now just recovering from uh, uh, an off-season surgery, but we'll be ready to go in fall camp. Uh, the, the last thing I'll, I'll, I'll say before I open it up, two things, I guess. Uh, I think you'll see some unique combinations on the offensive line. Uh, Coach Blazik figured one of the best ways, and I, I, I agree after conversation, one of the best ways for us to develop some depth is move some people around, uh, give some people some other experiences. What are our best five? It may not be what, what you've seen on film or on the grass in recent years. A Zach Johnson playing guard, a Dylan Radens playing center, you know, things of that nature. We need to identify who gives us the best chance to win games looking forward. And, and then the last thing I know a lot of people have asked, you know, I think there's a lot of similarities between the 2015 defense and the 2019 defense. You talk about 2015, we had four returning starters, uh, you know, People in here, who's MJ Stump? Who's Pierre G. Tucker? This this Nick DeLuca guy was going to start for us finally full time. Well, I think we're kind of in the in the same situation. We have guys who you know aren't the commonplace names right now, but you know what? We recruited them for a reason. We're going to coach the heck out of them this spring, and I'm excited to to get going tomorrow morning. At this time, I'll open it up for questions. Well, I think, you know, as far as uh, practice plans, I think we've adjusted them a little bit. We've tried to look at maybe where our deficiencies were in 2018 and, and, and make an emphasis. Uh, I know we are going to make an emphasis on tackling and some open field situations uh, this spring just because of the lack of 
the numbers of players who've had to make plays and on the field. And so we will tackle probably a little bit more than what we might have last year with 24 seniors. Uh, you know, as far as our coaches go, trying to give them ample information, uh, Saturday meetings with Coach Braun coming in and trying just to give him as many details as I can or things that, hey, keep, it, keep this in mind because this is going to catch up to you eventually. you got to be ready for this. Uh, I think those guys have appreciated it. But that was part of the reason why we backed spring up a week. Uh, it gave me a week to be a head coach a little bit longer and, and, and be concerned about some of the, the pitfalls that you sometimes see in spring that I don't think about. Uh, I, I knock on wood, I've, I've thought of everything where we're going to be ready to go tomorrow. Or at least it'll look seamless to everybody. Are there any nerves at this point for you, or are you just chomping at the bit, ready to, as he's, you know, he kind of said, you don't really know what it's like to be a head coach yet. You've had so many other things going right. on. Are you any nerves, or, or just chomping at the bit? I, I'm just ready to go. I, I'm excited to get out there. I want to see our kids compete. I think they're ready to go. The extra week with Coach Kramer was great, but I think. Our kids have a chip on their shoulder right now. Uh, they, they, unfortunately, they, they hear people say that they're, they're not supposed to be as good as they have been in the past. And, and, and that's probably where I correlated a lot to the 2015 season. We weren't supposed to be any good then either. And uh, uh, good things happen when you come to every day to ready to practice. Uh, it, you're right, though. Uh, every day is the first day for me being a head coach. Tomorrow will be my first spring day, as, spring practice as a head coach. And I do look forward to it. Matt, how do you evaluate quarterbacks? I think uh, Coach Hedberg and myself and, and Tyler will have to sit down, and it's probably going to be a day-to-day -day evaluation, uh, a, lot of, a lot of grading, uh, a lot of film watch, uh, and trying to put our best foot forward. And put, you know, The thing that we have to make sure we keep track of is making sure that all four of them get the same number of, of reps uh, during practice. Uh, at this time, I don't think anyone has a, a leg up on, on anyone. Holden has probably the most experience of the four, having played in eight different games last year. Uh, but at the same time, you know, uh, Coach Hedberg's done an unbelievable job. His, his, his proof's in the pudding as far as uh, his previous uh, quarterbacks that he's worked with. And, and I look forward to seeing how that uh, competition unfolds. Did you anticipate having a starter at the end of spring or at least somebody to say, okay, going into the fall, you're going to get the number one reps? In my mind, Dom, I might, but I won't tell you. Trey <laughs> ended the season number two. Why open I think right now, just to well, Zeb wasn't even part of the team in the fall, so I think to give him a fair shake, we need to open it back up. And you know, the, people change. Uh, you know, people develop. People have been in and watched film over the course of the winter. Uh, let's see how they've handled that. Uh, you know, try you know learning process and that learning curve. Uh, you know, I think a lot of things can happen. We got to make sure we're ready. We can't go into a season and just have one A quarterback. We need to make sure that that room is is ready to win his football games. I think so. You're talking about creating some relationships? Oh, definitely. Uh, and and that's, that's been an ongoing process since these guys got on campus. And uh, I go back and say that's why we bump spring back as, as, as far back as we can. Uh, I, I wanted uh, uh, Coach Larson to be around the running backs as much as he could prior to that first day of install. Uh, so they had an idea of, of, of who this guy was. And I wanted, on vice versa, I wanted our coaches to realize, you know, what, what flips the switch of each of our athletes out there? We, we need to make sure that, that, that we're coaching them in, in a manner that is best suited for each individual athlete. We can't just stereotype them all and think they all learn the same way. How crucial was it to get Seb in here this semester as opposed to
having him and Griff be a part of the White House experience and, and kind of have him be a part of things now? Well, I think, you know, one, just with our offensive structure and, and, and our vocabulary offensively, I think it's you. If, if he'd have came at fall camp, there'd probably have been no, no chance of him being the starter, I don't think, in, in next fall. Coming at semester, I think it gives himself an opportunity to get all these reps. And, and we're going to continue to double rep. We're going to continue to do all those things. Uh, at practice, you're going you're gonna to see us having both ends of the, of the bubble. And if we're outside or in the dome, both ends of the field going at the same time. So there's reps for everybody. And I think that's one of the reasons why we've been so successful is we've been able to develop our players consistently. doesn't matter if you're a four stringer or a second stringer. Um, but you know, I think the, the number one thing is, is with Zeb is, is just getting familiar with, with our terminology here at NDSU. Uh, and, and again, he brings a, uh, you know, a guy that started against Oklahoma, a Big 12 experience. Um, he, he's been out there uh, in, in critical situations, and, and I think that's only going to raise the, the level of play within the, the quarterback room. As head coach, is there a trait or two you want to see from the quarterback that wins the job? You know, I think game management will be the number one. I want to see someone who takes control of the huddle that our players can rely on, that they can lean on. Uh, uh, leadership uh, would, be, would be the number one factor that I'm looking forward to or looking for. Uh, but then just, you know, ball security. It's okay to end a series with a kick, be it a field goal, a PAT, or a punt. That's all right with me. Uh, if we force people to have to drive the field on defense, we're going to give ourselves a situation to be successful. But, you know, we need to be smart with the football. I think it's just understanding of the of the defense and of the position. Uh, and, and just here, it was it was a new spot. I mean, he played most of his career in high school as a safety. Uh, all of a sudden, now you're you're down. You're in the box a little bit. There's offensive tackles sifting up to you, trying to cut you off. It's a different world. Things happen a little bit quicker. Um, I, I'm excited because of the way we, we we double rep. I think they'll both get ample amounts of reps this year. They're they're both open field play, they can do it. They've shown us they can do that on special teams. I think it's just getting the game to slow down a little bit for, for both of them. We will be, first two days uh, per NCAA rules, we'll be in helmet only. Uh, and then next Monday, we will be in full pads. Uh, and, and that will be a uh, uh, kind of a, a, a partial tackle day. Uh, we need to get out there and see who's, who's willing to tackle and who can do some of those things in the open field right away. You know, uh, I've continues to develop. He's, he'd be a great one, first one off the bus, because he looks like unbelievable. Uh, we need him, the game, to slow down still. Uh, he's only played football for a handful of years. Uh, there's a lot of scenarios and a lot of reps that he has yet to, to get, and he needs more of them. Uh, and, and I'll tell you what, I hope he's paying attention. He needs to work on his flexibility. I'm excited to see them all. I, I think that's an unfair question. Uh, uh, you know, those guys have been coming in and out of the office over the course of the last few days. 
Uh, it, it was great. Bruce Anderson looks good, looks healthy. Uh, excited for him because I know he's battled a little bit of an injury since going back to the South Dakota State game uh, to see him fresh. Robbie Grimsley was in. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited. He's back from Nashville where he was training. Uh, you know, I, I think if, if, if teams get him on the board, he'll blow them away with, with his intellect, his football knowledge, uh, and, of course, Easton. Uh, he's a cool customer. He's ready to go, of course. And uh, uh, I'm excited about how he's back, but he have the Dariuses and the, the Lances and all these guys going to catch for him in his script. And it's still once a Bison, always a Bison. He's still going to use the same guys that allowed him to be successful on Saturday in his pro day. So, Shane, going from offense to defense and Olo going from defense to offense, is that equally hard? Is one tougher than the other? I, I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, you know, Having seen Costner over the course of spring, saw some athleticism in him that uh, uh, I thought behooved the move. And uh, Tyler Roll was, was uh, adamant that he thought uh, Costner could help us. But again, I'm, I'm looking at our depth chart. We got three uh, excellent tight end candidates right there. Uh, it, was, it came down to a, a decision where Costner can get on the field and help us the quickest. Same thing. I just felt like, uh, you know, uh, he's played nose, and uh, I, I think his mentality and his physical skill set allow him to be a successful or, or have quicker success on the offensive line. Matt, for the guys that got into the four games last year, do you really believe that can bolster them into the spring after seeing what they did in the fall? Uh, I do. I do because of the experience they had of the preparation from week to week. Uh, I also think the confidence that it can generate, all of a sudden Jasir Cox knowing that he's out there uh, in a national championship game running up and down the field making plays or, or whatever game it might have been, I, I think there's some value to it. Um, I'll be interested to see what the NCAA does going forward. Uh, I know it's probably a two-year. It seems like everything they do is on a two-year kind of calendar. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting for the day that it just becomes five years of eligibility. Well, I think he's 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 played the position now for a year and a half as a true starter. Uh, you know, being our slot area defender, he's done an unbelievable job. Uh, I, I guess I sell it to him as you know, you know, this is a way for him to affect the team in a positive manner. Playing Will's a little bit tougher than playing Sam in my in, in my estimation, uh, having been a coordinator and linebacker coach. So I'm trying to push his skill set to a place where he can really truly help us. If, if we can get our best 11 on the field is ultimately what I'm looking for on both sides of the football. That's why I talked about there could be some position changes even within segment groups. That's what we're trying to do. Uh, it's, it's about, you know, it's, it's his third spring. And uh, that, that always is the, is the benchmark for me of when you, the light bulb should come on about that third spring. And so uh, trying to give Jabril the, the tools where he can help us at will, but, but at the same time, and he played a little bit of it last year, but we need to make him more comfortable. Uh, and, and, and so the process happens quicker, the reactions. Um, and I think it'll only help him in the future as well. So he lost that, just a handful of guys out of like 100. Uh, yep. He'll take that every year. Uh, you, you, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to look too much into it. You know, we had a few guys. Uh, uh, Demars Purifoy was a medical. Uh, he was just advised by our doctors not to play football anymore, uh, coming off of two knee injuries. Uh, and some of the other young men graduating. Uh, and then, you know, foot, college football, and especially NDSU football, is not for everybody. Uh, we ask them that in the recruiting process. And number one question I ask everybody is, do you love football? Because uh, you have to uh, here at NDSU. You guys 
in Brock as I've seen before you had anticipated. How important is it to get Hunter and Austin ready so Garrett's not playing 50 snaps a game? Well, I think the other thing is, uh, uh, is you know, you're looking at a young man like Ben Ellison, who's a senior. Why couldn't we do the same thing with him that we're doing with Jabril? I mean, you know, I, I think he should probably learn how to play some U and some F too, uh, just because of his experience. And uh, th then all of a sudden, you probably create some more depth just within the room itself. Are you doing that? Does that mean you're moving him to the backfield? We could be. He could be playing fullback. Okay. Yep. Sorry.